0: Welcome to another edition of the Arts Award Voice podcast. My name is Tom, and you'll be happy to know I have tracked down Flossie. She is back for this podcast. Hello, Flossie. Hello. Um, Flossie, if you don't know, she is the content editor of Arts Award Voice, and I am the deputy editor, and we are here today at Northern Farm. Hello. Hello. Um, Norden Farm is a good practice centre. It's in Maidenhead, and um, we have four young people from Norden Farm who are going to sort of explain a bit more about what happens here. So we will hand you over to them. So hi guys, um, do you want to introduce yourselves first?
1: Hi, I'm Zach. I'm 11 years old, and I live in Burnham.
2: Burnham. Scott. I'm Scott. I'm 12, and I live in Windsor. <clears throat>
3: I'm Sammy, I'm 13, and I live in Maidenhead.
2: I'm Morgan, I'm 15, and I live in Maidenhead. Cool. So, um,
0: you're all young people who come to uh, Norden Farm. I was wondering if you could first tell me a bit about what happens here. The sack?
1: Norden Farm is a fun place for the arts, where we have galleries and exhibitions. Recently, I watched an NT Live production of The Curious Incident in the Dog in the Night Time. Oh, did you like it? Yeah, it was amazing. I really, li- I cried a lot.
4: Ah, oh, I
0: cried when I saw it. Mm. I've read the book. It's meant to be amazing live, but they cancelled it at the cinema when I was going to watch it. <gasps> that it
1: it, it
0: it was. It was tragic. It was a tragic day for everyone. Um, so, Norden Farm, you're all Arts Award participants, aren't you? And my... Yes, are you? Yeah. Sure? yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, am I right in saying you're all bronze?
3: Yes. Yes.
0: How are you finding it? Yes?
1: <laughs> I, I come across a lot of challenges, but I overcome them somehow.
0: Somehow. <laughs> Do you have a specific art form that you are all um, focusing on?
3: Uh, theatre, probably, mostly, right?
1: I'm more of animation.
3: Yeah, but we focus more on the theatre We, we the focus same. more
1: on... Um, like art, box and theatre. Sometimes we do computer animations.
0: Okay, cool. Scott, what are you doing? I'm doing the bronze
5: arts Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> and are you doing a particular art form where you, like everyone else, focusing on theatre? I don't choose to focus on theatre, but I suppose we're kind of
2: just doing that, really. Okay. <laughs> um, and same. Yeah, I me. didn't really choose to, but I guess it's kind of what we're all doing. So, uh, so yeah. Um, what
6: are the kind of things that you do want to yeah. do?
2: Um, I don't know. Like just like more stuff than we already do, also
1: but in like more like
2: aspects things. of the entertainment, like yeah, yeah, field. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I would like to do more stuff that people haven't done before. Say like it's never been done before. Something out of curtain, not not experienced.
0: Never experienced before. So you want to be a oh, looks Unorthodox. Yes, that's <laughs> the <one. laughs> word. Good word. Good <laughs> word, love the word. Okay, um, so I want to look a bit more broadly at Norden Farm, and I was wondering if you'd give me a bit of information about what actually happens here. Well,
3: it is a centre for arts. They have drama, which I do here. Um, they, pod- they do podcasting, um, which I also do. Mm-hmm. Um, I do photography here. There's dance, there is Ballet and all. There's a lot of Bollywood dancing. Bollywood dancing. I don't do that, but no. they, they do it. Sure. <laughs> Suck. They have this thing called
1: a digi den drop in session. What like I do, yeah, that's that's yeah. The podcast thing. Led by
3: a can't pronounce his name D- DJ. 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 That's his longer. His real name is hard to pronounce, so DJ. It's easier. Okay, and what was that called? Did it's D- digi den.
0: Digi den. Yeah. And you can drop in, and you can do a podcast. Yeah. Awesome. And how long have you been coming here?
3: Um, I've been coming here since I was about three months old. Yeah, I've been coming here since I was um, four and a half. Wow. <laughs> i come like, here in the womb, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Deliver- yes?
1: Um, there's a lot of volunteering going on here, and it's, um, my mum g- works here quite often because she likes to volunteer, help out with the community.
3: Cool. And Scott? I've been coming here since about January.
0: January of this year. Um, It's May now, (laughs) so it's been five months. And is that when you started your Bronze Award as well? Yes. Awesome, cool. Well, thank you for um, talking to us. We'll probably catch up with you a little bit later on to find out a little bit more about your personal experiences. Um, But for now, we will let you go. So thanks a lot.
5: Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: And now we're going to dive straight into our Award Voice News. Um, my Mac has been wiped, so we've lost some of the stings, but don't worry, because we are going to seamlessly edit them in with the power of mouth. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. We're going for the news. <laughs> right, Flossie, you're going to read out the headlines, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, so. so, let's go. BONG
4: Spotify now has 10 million paying subscribers and 40 million monthly users BONG A fire has destroyed parts of A-listed iconic building, Glasgow School of Art BONG Sir Cameron McIntosh has bought two major West End theatres, the Victoria Palace Theatre and the Amb- Ambassadors Theatre, which will be renamed the Sondheim Theatre BONG Kids in Museums supported 6,000 children to take over museums last year and are now working on Kids in Palaces, Kids in Opera and more. This was announced recently at the Tower of London for their Royal Historic Palace's first family festival. And we love Kids in Museums because they support Arts Award.
0: (laughs) That is your news with Arts Award Voice podcast. Do not forget that if you want to read more about these, you can log on to the website, artsawardvoice.com. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 (laughs) bum. And like always, once we've done the news, we dive straight into YNL Watch. But because we're at the residential, I thought, why should we be the ones to talk when the YNLs are all here? So instead, what I've done is I've found some of the YNLs who aren't busy working hard, uh, planning fantastic events for us all in the future, to just sort of talk to them and see how they feel about being a YNL. So I've got Meredith and I've got Bavesh, who are going to talk a little bit about their experiences. So uh, let's dive straight in. Okay so I am with Meredith. Hi Meredith. Hello. Oh, is it Mary or Meredith? Would you I prefer? One. I'll call you Mary because I'll try to mess that up less possibly. Um, Mary you are a YNL. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you represent?
4: Um, I'm the East Midlands so that's Nottingham.
0: East Midlands aka Nottingham.
4: Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about your experience as a YNL. Um, now, we've done a lot of um, sessions today about what it means to be a YNL and how we can sort of improve the experience and so forth, but I just wondered if you could sort of quickly capture three of the most prominent things that stand out for you when you think of the Youth Network.
4: Um, well, straight away, I remember the, um, the East Midlands Arts Award Conference in Derby, which I got the opportunity to speak at, which was absolutely nerve wracking, but it was brilliant afterwards, and I felt so kind of, um, I don't know. I felt so li- listened to, um, like people actually wanted to hear my opinions and I was partially the status as YNL and, L and um, because I was talking in front of them all and um, they- everybody wanted to hear what I had to say and it was so great to be able to be listened to and be heard and have my opinions put forth as, as equal to anybody else's, as, e- as equal to any other adult.
0: Yeah. That's, that's one great thing about the YNL, we yeah. are kind of treated with respect.
4: Absolutely, yeah. Whereas uh, other places, you feel like you're a kid sometimes still, and that's not actually the truth. I mean, you have a lot of responsibility, so it's great to be able to feel appreciated like that.
0: Yeah. Um, two others? Can you bring up two others?
4: Um, I don't know, because when, when somebody asks me what it's like to be a YNL, I immediately think of the residentials, because we all come together and it's so, so much fun and I end up learning loads of things like the media training at the last one I went to helped me a lot doing things because I um, started working with a filmmaker in a local project that I was doing and so I had skills I could transfer to that um, and at the one that we're at right now we've been doing safe safeguarding uh, which is really helpful because I do work with some quite vulnerable young people so everything just seems to click together really well and the residentials just give me more and more things to work with and a lot to go on
0: yeah, one more.
5: Mm-mm.
4: Mm-mm. Oh,
0: it could be, be something as trivial as just, like, travelling on trains. It could be honestly anything at all. return we'll alternatively I could ask you a slightly more difficult question if you like. Try that. OK. Um, what do you think is the most difficult... Or, no, let me start again. What do you think is the single biggest challenge for young people trying to enter the arts world today?
4: Well, they don't know how to do it. I mean, that, um, that might sound like I'm putting them down a little bit, but I'm not. It's, it's, I simply mean that they're not sure how to approach getting into the kind of career they want to go down or how to uh, kind of get into the right pathway for them. It, it's not so much taught in educational industry as how you access that pathway how you start that career and and where you go with it and how you make money from it so they just don't know how to do it and if they have that creative flair they'll sometimes they'll um, look for opportunities and and things that they can go and do outside of school Um, but some people might not have that drive or that confidence to do so so they really just don't know how to do it and it's not kind of put in front of them it's not laid out on a table anywhere like this is how you can do this and and here you go, go and do it yeah. and, and so they find it difficult to kind of find it really mm. and I think that's, that's a big shame because there's so many creative young people that could really thrive in that kind of environment and yet it's, it's like in some cases it could be right in front of their eyes and they can't see it and it's very very unfortunate
0: Yeah, cool, thank you very much
4: Welcome
2: Hello Bavesh Hello So um, Bavesh, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Bavesh um, I'm 20 and I study film and television production at the University of York and I'm the Associate Editor for Arts Award Voice and I represent Yorkshire as a YNL. A YNL and you are a first generation YNL, you've
0: been with us yes. now three years. One of the originals. Um, one of the originals. Um, so you have seen a lot of change over the years mm. with this team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to ask you first of all, what is your most prominent memory or experience um, during your time as a YNL. Oh, my. <laughs> it was starting easy.
2: Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I was really excited when the announcement was made that um, Arts, Award was, Arts Award Voice is going to be launched. I, kind of thought that would be, I just thought that was a really like, innovative thing. Um, yeah, that would probably be it. And the entire revamp of the original Arts Award website was pretty... Pretty,
0: pretty, pretty cool.
2: epic. Yeah, and Arts Award Voice was my first paid job, so... So It's going to be important to me. you going to have a place in your heart. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you study film and television. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have, like, obviously you're now, you've just finished your second year, you're going to go into your third year and then you're going to graduate. Mm-hmm. Do you have any concerns about the um, state of the film or TV industry at the moment? Is there anything you'd like to see addressed or changed?
2: Well, there are, obviously everyone knows about the financial issues. With, with with every industry and that's um, affecting the film and television industries just as badly and um, those are implications that we need to take on board when um, going on to film and television production courses and what choices we need to make after we graduate um, so that's obviously a thing and we need to basically look for the most saleable positions that I can find in order to be comfortable after university, but there are more conscientious issues such as um, being able to find a job as a brown person, which is a bit cliche, but yeah. Um, And then, yeah, mostly things like that, but also I want to go into screenwriting, which in in itself is quite difficult because there are so many screenwriters who want to succeed, but so few who do. Um, Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: Cool. And then finally, um, who is your biggest
0: inspiration? Who really drove you to enter the um, arts sector?
2: A lady called Claire Platt. Um, she was my arts award. She is my arts award advisor for Peshkar, for, um, um, and the arts award advisor for Peshkar Productions in Oldham, where I'm from. And she, <clears throat> I went to Peshkar one day, and she said to me that you can do this qualification called the Arts Award. And then a few months later, Emma sent her an email asking if there's anyone she'd recommend for this northwest YNL position and she put my name forward very kindly and ever since uh, just ever since that one email and one risk she took on me she um, so much has happened and I'm um, where I am today because of that lady. Oh it's
0: a big up clap
2: Massive big up cleplamp. <laughs>
0: cool. Thank you very much for no enjoy your cheesecake now.
2: Thank you.
3: Please hang up and try again.
0: So one of the great things about Residentials is that it brings everybody from the YNL together. And um, when everybody's together, there is one person who is present, who is otherwise quite hard to track down. And that is Diana. Now, Diana's lovely. I love it a bit. And she is, like, if you go back through Arts Award history, she is right there at the beginning. She is one of the key influential players of Arts Award. And she's just going to very quickly tell us what a good practice centre is, because, like we mentioned previously, um, the residential this time is being held at Norden Farm in Maidenhead, and they are a good practice centre. And there are currently positions open for other art centres to become a good practice centre. So without any further ado, let's hear from Diana and find out what this good arts practice centre is. Hi, Diana. Hi. Um, Do you want to first quickly just say who you are and what you do within the Arts Award community?
6: Okay. um... My role is called Arts Award Development Lead, Um, so I work with lots of new projects for Arts Award, uh, and especially I work with the Arts Award Youth Network and the Arts Award Voice Team. Cool. Um, So what is a Good Practice Centre then? Okay, so an Arts Award Good Practice Centre is an Arts Award Centre that has been running Arts Award um, for several years successfully, Um, and basically what they do is agree to share their good work with other centres that might just be getting going with Arts Award and need some ideas or some advice or just to get their young people to meet young people who have a bit more experience of uh, doing the arts. Yeah,
0: okay. And how, how do you become a good practice centre?
6: Ah, well that's a good question because the uh, applications have just opened this week. Um, if you want to be an Arts Award Good Practice Centre, you have to apply. Uh, go to our main website, which is artsaward.org.uk and you'll find the link on the homepage. And basically at this time of the year, you, you make an application explaining what you've done with Arts Award and why you'd like to play this role. And you take on the role for a year. So it's not forever, it's for a, for a year. And um, yeah, if you're interested, please apply now. Awesome. are, Are there any specific benefits to being a Good Practice Centre? We give you quite a lot of exposure. I think there's a, there's a real benefit to, to the coverage that you get, both on the main Arts Award website and on Arts Award Voice. Um, we really try to show the work that your centre does, whether you're a school or an arts organisation or a youth organisation, and we try to profile some of the young people and, the, and their achievements. Um, so that, I hope, is, is a benefit. Um, We also ask Good Practice Centres to advise us on the Future of Arts Award. So you get the chance to say where you think Arts Award should go next or be consulted on quite specific issues. Um, And you get the opportunity to host Advisor Network activities or get involved with the Youth Network, um, like the Youth Network is here at Northern Farm this weekend. Yeah, so
0: you really do sort of become a, a flagship, almost, of what Arts Award has the potential
6: to be. Exactly, exactly that. You kind of symbolise Arts Award in action in your community. Um, and, and hopefully you, you get more people interested in Arts Award and you help people that are just getting going and perhaps aren't that confident to make their Arts Award activity really successful. Cool, fantastic. Cool, well, thank you very much then, Diana. Great.
0: Right, so I thought I would quickly take the opportunity to just talk about some of the things that have been happening on voice in the last month. Now, as you may know, it has been magazine month, and we've had the guest editors of Blaze, who, well, sorry, which is... A, um online magazine which is run by some of our YNLs, Anthony and Shona. Um, it's been quite a good month. We've had quite a lot of um, good discussion, but I thought I'd just raise a couple of articles that I thought were of particular interest. Now, they're not relevant specifically to magazines, but they are still good discussions nonetheless. Um, and as I say that, the first one is not actually a discussion, but it is an interview conducted by Sally, who is uh, one of our nails? she's a fantastic person, she's amazing, and um, she conducted an interview for us with Holly McNish, who is a poet and spoken word artist, and it's incredible, it's such a good interview, and Holly McNish is amazing, so if you have any interest at all in spoken word and poetry, then that is definitely an article for you to check out. Uh, If you can't find it on the website, although you should be able to, but if you can't, then the podcast release notes that I um, upload with this podcast for um, every month will have links to the articles in it. Um, Another one is Conceptual Art Thrown In At The Deep End, which is a piece written by Anthony Price. Um, And he is kind of just discussing how um, conceptual art, like how he didn't first appreciate conceptual art or what it meant. And to quote his um, article, he put, Up until recently, I brushed conceptual art off as being uh, the artwork that epitomises the word lazy. Uh, (laughs) which I thought was amazing. And then he carries on with, even when one of my favourite musical artists um, released his 24th studio album back in 2013, a simple white box placed on top of an old album cover was Bowie's way of pointing out he'd finally lost it. Um, Anything that remotely dabbled with the theme of conceptual art, I was gone. And then he kind of just discusses how he thinks, how um, he then had to tackle the... Um, conceptual art head on for his magazine and then he realised that actually conceptual art is not this lazy approach um, that people who just can't bother to make proper art take that it is an actual true art form and I thought that was a really interesting piece so you should probably go and have a look at that and then finally, which would have been an amazing discussing piece the article written by Camilla Rose and it's a piece that tackles the question of why um, there seems to be a prejudice towards dance couples who are the same sex. Um, now, she has done a ballroom and Latin dancing for six years. And it became apparent to her that, competition, that in competition, sorry, boy and girl co- couples were treated in a superior way to same-sex dance couples. Um, it's quite a good... It's an interesting piece. There are a few spelling and grammar mistakes. And at one point, I do kind of feel that she sort of makes a leap in logic from ballroom dancing being considered an old-fashioned style of dance to um strictly come dancing only ever having boy-girl couples and then from that extrapolating this idea that that explains why boys are treated in a superior way in same-sex couples um No, in a superior way to same-sex couples. And I just don't quite see how that connection has been made. Um, Like, do not get me wrong, I don't think for a a moment that there is not something wrong with um, the way males are treated in a superior manner to females. But I just don't feel that her argument has clearly made the point of... um, boys being treated in a superior way in dance due to strictly come dance no to girls due to strictly come dancing and i notice as i'm talking that i'm actually probably being even less coherent than her argument and i apologize for that but i suggest actually why don't you um go onto the website again this link will be in the podcast notes and start a discussion on it it's called dance couples by camilla rose Now, this section is just going to be, like, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, Obviously, like I said, this month was magazine month, but next month is art and war, because 2014 is the 100-year memorial date of the First World War. Now, it's a bit of a somber topic, I'm not going to lie, but at the same time, it is something that I fear people kind of underestimate or overlook, and they just think that there was a lot of... Death and don 't get me wrong, there was a lot of death in World War I, and um, war is a tragic example of human 's inability to resolve things peacefully Although, um, but that 's not to say that fantastic artwork was not created during this time. Um, propaganda, for example, was like prevalent throughout all of the nations in the world in an attempt to boost morale or um, paint the enemy in a light or to cover up bad news and um this is incredibly interesting because it's not just art it's almost psychology in a way as well um anyway like i'm trying to say, like <laughs> i don't want to get into a massive discussion about it but what i'm trying to say is that art and war is the theme next month and if you have any views on this topic if you have any opinions on this topic then this would be the month to put them on voice not to say that there is a particular time where you should or shouldn't post things on voice because we welcome all content all the time but um yeah war and month war and art is june's topic on voice so we would love it if you came and checked out what we had and maybe posted some of your own contributions as well So that is really all we have time for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. It's been fantastic, and we have really enjoyed ourselves here at Norden Farm. So it's goodbye from me, Tom. It's goodbye from Flossie. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from all of the YLs who are here at the residential. Goodbye.
5: Bye. Bye.
0: Have a fantastic month, and we'll speak to you again next time.